produced by Podcast Architects. Welcome back to the Path Forward special TASA Midwinter Edition here in Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Fernandez. I've got a special guest, friend of the show, second time to join us one year ago. That's right. Dr. Brian Talton, the superintendent, Cold Spring, Oakhurst. CISD. CISD. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. How's your year been? So far, so good. Uh, I think we've had a great, great year, Uh, obviously, a great first semester. Uh, obviously, the new year is off to, to a great start as well. So, um, obviously, last year, you know, you're still dealing with a little bit of COVID. So, I think this is our first official year of just kind of getting back to normalcy. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's been great. So, give me your first, give me your best highlight from the first semester. First semester. Hmm. First highlight. Uh, a lot of, um, of and, I, and like I said, you and I kind of spoke a little bit, a lot of it was, you know, first and foremost, just welcoming our students back. Right. Uh, school got back off to a great start. We did have, uh, you know, just a lot of events. In, in the fall, you have football. We have a, a huge uh, trunk or treat event. Okay. Well attended. Uh, we started it last year. I used to, we, I've uh, hosted a, this uh, trunk or treat event, uh, started doing it a couple years ago when I was in a previous district, and I brought it with me. And we kind of were trying to decide if we were going to be able to actually have it. Just right. Because it was last-minute planning. We did it last year, a huge turnout. <laughs> This year, it was an even bigger turnout. It, it, grow, it had grew legs of it on its own, didn't it? 100% of its own. I mean, I think we gave out like maybe 800, 800 hot dogs. There was face painting. There were, um, uh, you know, cars lined up, giving out candidates or, candidates or students from our, in our community, <laughs> costumes. I mean, you name it. So it was a great um, event. How, so let me ask uh, on the, how did the elementary teachers feel with all the all the kids coming back to school, with probably loads of candy. I know. I'm pretty sure that was something that that uh, <laughs> was posed a little challenges for them the day after. Uh, but no, it was great. It was a great turnout. Like I said, it was well attended by school, all school stakeholders as well as um, a lot of school organizations. Kind of decorated cars and did those, you know all those different things. Absolutely. So it was great. Absolutely. And great. I, you know, you you funny you mentioned the trunk or treat. I had never been to. I've yeah. never gone to one because. We usually take the kids out and let them go door to door, and um, we went to a couple uh, in Sci Fair, and man, it's it's a it's an event. It's like huge. I was like, man, I've been missing the boat on this yeah. for for forty five years. I mean, we should have been doing this from the get go. Yeah. So I can imagine how that blows up and everybody's Absolutely. having a great time. That's and awesome. A, and a lot of it is is like I said, just making sure that's that's always also been a focus of mine since I arrived in the district. Is really strengthening family community engagement yep. and having those events. I think those are, those events are great to have and be able to, to welcome not only our students but also families and parents and guardians out. Absolutely, because you know it'd have been me up there. I would have been eating up all all the hot dogs. <laughs> You'd have right. been like, hey man, hey, leave right. some for the kids. I'd have right. been yeah, I'd have been using all the ketchup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. it was great. Great <laughs> event. Great event. So, yeah, absolutely. So, so let's switch gears real quick. So we're at uh, Tassman when this is yes. an opportunity for, for colleagues to come and learn and grow and engage in professional development. And one of the things, you always see sessions on leading through change. Yes. And I know you're going through a little bit of that right now with, mm-hmm. with your school district. And I uh, wanted you to share, you know, what that change looks like and, and how, you're, how you're setting your, your district up to maximize student outcomes? Yeah, I, I, I guess I'll start with a lot of it. First and foremost is, um, it, that starts with me. Uh, I, I make sure that, uh, first and foremost, I'm always leading by example. Sure. But at the same time, I also focus on the four disciplines of execution. So we've set student performance goals. We set those back in the summer. 
uh, and we actively monitor and track those throughout the year. So obviously you have your district goals, right, sure. that, that are established at the onset of the school year. You have campus improvement plans, all those different things. But at the same time, it's it's a scenario to where who's who's tracking and monitoring those. Right. So start talking about the four disciplines of execution. It is one, what's your your wildly important goals? Right. You focus on. And then you have number two, your leading lag measure. So what are you going to do for goal attainment? What are you doing in between August and May to make sure you're attaining your goals? And then you also have keeping score. Yeah. And keeping, basically, uh, from an accountability standpoint, what we do is we, we're actually looking at data on a regular basis. Um, and at the same time, when we're looking at data, we're also making changes. We're intervening. Sure. If we, if obviously, you notice that something needs to be corrected. That's an opportunity to, to intervene and, and correct that. And then also accountability. And that starts, again, with leadership. You know, uh, So that's been a, a, a big portion of it. But I think the most important thing is just transparency, open lines, open lines of communication uh, with all school stakeholders. Um, that's always a big piece. Uh, goal setting and also progress monitoring, pro progress monitoring to ensure goal attainment as well. You know, tell me if you, I've always used the, the analogy of you know, your, your, your exercise, your diet, you know, everybody's at some point, probably most everybody's had either tried a diet or, or wanted to get in shape or want to get stronger or what have you. And I, I try to make the comparison that, well, if you only monitor mm -hmm. once a month or, or, or once to six weeks, you know, what are the chances you're going to be successful with whatever your health goals are, right? I mean, if you're serious about it, you have to do it religiously yeah right. it has to be consistent and you have to monitor and when things right. things go off the rails you have you know thanksgiving for yeah. you know you have to <laughs> you have to adjust um, you right. have to account and you know for whatever reason and i know there's a lot of components with the state of when we get our data back and all of that but in the in the meantime being very uh, very open like you said transparent but also very aware. That's correct. Right? That's because correct. the quicker that we can identify the gaps, quicker we can identify the right. different learning modes of, of, of our kids, uh, the better off that, we're, that we'll be. So I commend you for, for really honing in on that piece because uh, yeah. that's very difficult. Yeah. And so a big part of it, like you mentioned, uh, is being consistent. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's all year. And all that. it's not a situation where, uh, but at the same time, being relentless. Yeah. And at yeah. the same time, looking at, okay, these are goals that we established in July before school started. So what are we doing for goal attainment? We set goals at the, at the onset of the school year. What are we doing in between August and May to make sure that yeah. we're on track to attain our goals? Yeah. And so I spent a lot of time, like I said, with in, in coaching and developing uh, our principals in my district, uh, but then at the same time, utilizing data, looking at work, looking at exactly where we are real time. Absolutely. And intervening immediately. Okay, yeah. well this is an area, okay, what are we gonna do? Uh, obviously, last year, for example, we knew that, uh, and this is across the, across the state of Texas, and then also also nationally and in my district. So math scores, math performance, yes, uh, has yes. dwindled. Uh, there's lots of learning loss as 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 as, as it relates to, to uh, COVID. So we did implement new uh, curriculum. Yeah. Uh, last year as well, we're targeting and making sure we're targeting mathematics uh, as well. And so we, we, I mean, there's a number of things we're, we're doing right now to address gaps in mathematics. We're going to be doing a, a math blitz as we get closer to uh, uh, star season. We'll you know, you, you're, Saturday. you're scaring me to death because yeah. I was not a good math student. And I just, but, you know, and I was so shocked. I think like, like all of us were, I, we, everybody was expecting the reading, right, yes. to, be, to be the biggest issue. And then math comes out. And like you said, and, and you're, you're honing in and you're having to do these different, these different blitzes, um, you know, how do you how do you know what the right treatment is? You guys are doing it right now on the spot, like you should be. 
how do you judge the treatment? What is the right treatment? How, what's the right length? So what, what we looked at um, was in detail was performance data. We, the trend was we had very minimal growth in mathematics. Right. Very minimal. And we saw huge gains in reading language arts. And like you mentioned, we thought, okay, well, it could be reading, but at the same time, mathematics is one of those areas where obviously the skills and concepts are building. They're, yes. building, they're building blocks from one grade level to the next. And so what we did was we made sure we're utilizing, first and foremost, high-quality instructional material. So we implemented a new curriculum uh, in grades uh, kindergarten through through eighth grade. Okay. Uh, we are we will be, as I mentioned, in doing a star blitz. Uh, I was able to uh, get a couple of additional instructional coaches as well, uh, which has been a huge help. Sure. Uh, obviously, some new staff members as well in, in, in some mathematics spots. So, uh, But right now, it's all hands on deck. You know, I have one of my principals that's going in teaching mathematics right now. We have our instructional coaches. I love it. Some, some small group. Uh, but we want to make sure we're doing everything we can to heighten student achievement in mathematics because, again, the data shows us. Data has showed, has not only just in our district, in, in Cold Spring, Oakhurst, CISD, but also at the state level and nationally that used to we have a problem in, in mathematics. <laughs> and what are, you gonna, what are you doing about it to address exactly. it? Uh, the scale don't lie, does it? It does when, not. It when, you, when you're off the, off the reservation and you're, you're eating wrong, scale doesn't lie. Same thing with the data. It doesn't. You know, you know you, I know that, that, that school districts have had to really get creative and think outside the box, particularly when it comes to staffing, yes. right? And te I mean, there's no secret that, that there's fears from teacher retention. How, how are we keeping them? How are we training them? Uh, because there is definitely a shortage. Talk a little bit about your philosophy and how you guys are, are leveraging the creativity um, to make sure students are doing well. Absolutely. Uh, the biggest thing has been is, and I said this on, on the show and I've preached this in my district, the most important work in COCISD or any school organization is the work that happens in the classroom. Right. Without teachers, yeah. yeah, nothing. You know, our, that, that's the, that's that's number one. We we have to understand and prioritize that the most important work in any school district happens in the classroom. And so, what we what I'm always looking at is finding, looking at being creative and finding creative ways to recruit and retain. Mm -hmm. And it, some of it is just small things. Like yeah. for example, when I arrived in my district uh, last year, we had, um, for example, we had our employees had five state days, obviously, and two local days. Okay. All of my experience has been five and five. Yes. So small things. This past school year during the summer, work with, with, our, with my board of trustees and, and uh, central office staff, we added those, th those three days back in. Right. But what we did was last year, for example, we were still battling some issues with COVID here and there, so we had COVID days. So basically I took the COVID days away, but, we, but I did add in three, right. three more local days. That way it's five and five. Uh, also, um, we're looking at other things, like I said, right now as we speak, like uh, parental leave, bereavement leave. We do have um, uh, right now free lunch for all employees. So you're just trying to find nice. ways yeah. to be able to recruit and retain. Um, and then also this year, we started having some conversations. I know there's been, been something that's been out there, especially yes. districts of our size, being that we're remotely located, uh, is we're going to be transitioning to a four-day week next, yeah. starting next year. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yes. you're absolutely right. That is that is really sweeping across Texas because like you said districts are having to get get very creative um, and utilize everything that they have to make sure the staff is is well kept and the that's students right. have great teachers in front of that's them. right that's right and so uh, you you we were talking a little bit offline staff has been receptive community has been receptive to yes this, to the staff has been receptive uh, community has been receptive as well the the, the the vast obviously the vast majority obviously we you know i there was some reluctance and like i said sure. i 
looked at this uh, in, in depth. I, I spent a lot of time kind of pondering on the idea of the possibility of a four-day week. Um, and what I, what I did was I had to have a, a, a conversation. Sure. Uh, with myself looking at how do I make sure that every day, every year, we have the best teachers in front of students. And so we lost, in my district last year, 49 teachers. We also know that there's a statewide shortage yeah. of teachers uh, as well. And so that's where my focus lies, is making sure that every single day we have the best teachers in front of, wow. best teachers in front of students. And so the, the question comes up is, how do I market my district? How can I market, considering we're, we're remotely located? Right. Um, how do I market the district? We have a lot of people that were driving in as far as uh, a Dayton, which is about a, roughly an hour away. A lot of people have longer commutes. Sure. And so some of the staff members that left, they went actually closer to be closer to home. Gas yeah. prices at the time last year, around this time, were, were higher. Uh, you have inflation and things like that. So those people, then at the same time, everybody's dealing with a shortage. Then you start looking at last year, everyone was given 3% of the midpoint raises. We also added in retention incentives. And so everybody was doing that. So it's still not, it's still basically, yeah. it, 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 it's not a level playing field. Right. So what I, what I had to do is really just kind of sit, talk with uh, my board of trustees, talk with some of my cabinet members, and I just felt like, hey, this one may be an option for us to be able to pilot a four-day a, a four week for, for uh, the next three years. Yep. And that will allow us, I mean, first and foremost, we'll look at um, student, student achievement. We'll also look at um, faculty and staff attendance. Right. You know, and we'll look at teacher teacher retention. Yep. Is 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 we'll look at those three components right. to see obviously how effective this this is. But I always um, have this conversation, being that we can have school for seven days a week. We can have school seven days a week year round. But if we don't have the best teachers, right. not going to have the same impact. Yeah, you don't you you don't want me in there teaching uh, third grade math because this is going to be bad. <laughs> it's going to be bad news. I can tell you that right now. But if I can have a high quality teacher, right high quality teacher in, in the classroom in front of students for four days we have we'll be extending our days our, our days will start at 745 we'll end at 415 then at the same time look at the impact of that right well you, you you've already talked i mean you got I, I know that you're you're a fan of data and, and you train yes. your staff your, your administrators that y'all are going to be very very laser focused on that absolutely so, yeah and, and obviously you're gonna you're gonna be measuring this as, absolutely. as you go the title of my dissertation was retaining high quality teachers through mentorship and support Yep. And so what you'll realize, like I said, too, there, you know, I just actually went to a session this morning on recruitment and retention. And a lot of it is being very strategic strategic, and finding ways to be able to better recruit, retain uh, teachers. Uh -huh. And that always has to be the priority. How, what are we doing? What are we doing as, as leaders to market our district to get the best teachers? Here? Always, always, always. All right, let me throw this one at you. Okay, go for it. Okay, so my, I got a philosophy that school districts need to start looking at how corporations incentivize hiring and get outside the box. So let me give you an example, right? Could, you've already done one of them, which you provide free, free meals for your staff. Yes. Okay. Could we potentially provide some type of incentive programs for family vacations? Like, like you build certain, certain point levels, if you will, right? So if your attendance is, is this, and you're, you're a teacher over whatever that, that time frame is, the district will chip in towards whatever that vacation may look like, right? Now, obviously the finances would have to work to all of that. Yes. Um, is there an opportunity for, uh, to work towards bonuses based on either, either um, 
attendance, either, I mean, stu- uh, there's a lot of people that do student growth, yes. um, but trying to think of other ways to incentivize how we would retain students. Would you be willing to pay for, for people's Netflix account for a year? If <laughs> I'm serious. Got you. Got because there's a, the, people are getting, uh, yeah. getting very creative, yeah. um, and you'd be surprised at the little things uh, that make a huge difference. So, um, do you do you agree that we need to start really looking I, at how how I agree. I, I do agree that looking at ways again to incentivize, uh, like I said, teachers. And right now, for example, we're looking at the teacher incentive allotment. Yeah. As well, so we we actually are in that process right now of outlining that to be implemented next school year. Obviously, the teacher incentive allotment program was designed for districts like Colesburg. Sure. Sure. And so uh, we talked with some of the neighboring districts that implemented theirs a couple of years ago. Um, and so that we think that also will be a game changer. So when you look at all the things that we, we talked about, you have a four-day week, yep. four-day week, same compensation, four-day week. You have, as I mentioned, free lunch for employees. Uh, we will, uh, like I said, also have incentives uh, as well. So you have retention incentives as well as teacher incentive allotment. You have parental leave. Uh, that we've been discussing. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to discuss it a little bit further with right. the board. We have parental leave, bereavement leave. Um, we also have competitive benefits, obviously, across the board. Um, you have very supportive district-level administrators, campus administrators that, that are servant leaders, and we're here to support uh, faculty and staff. Um, so those things are important. Absolutely. A lot of it that, that when, when I was doing my study a couple of years ago, the number one reason, uh, some people would think it was pay, but the number one re- reason why they were leaving was the lack of administrative support was number one. Right. What we're also noticing is now is that it's looking at time. That's where the four-day week also came into play because I was just in a session earlier, and they were talking about teachers just want additional time. Because yeah. sometimes it's just, okay, well, I have all of these other duties that I have to take upon. So just some of those things, just, again, looking at creative ways uh, to be able to market your district. That way you can recruit and retain the best. Right. Qual- quality of work life. Because at the same time, you know, too, it becomes a situation where when you have a um, revolving door, yeah. teachers are in and out, it destabilizes your school community. Right. And I think at the same time, my focus is really making sure, again, every year we're looking at marketing strategies and ways we can recruit and retain. Absolutely. In a cost-effective way. Uh, of course. Cost-effective Yo, way. You, know, you know how it is. We got to make sure we're, we're in with that That's budget. Right. No, no doubt. Uh, so I do want to, uh, the listeners, the viewers, if you'll like, subscribe, uh, make some comments if you would, please. But I also want to give you our, uh, an opportunity, Dr. Talton, is there anything, any way, how do they get a hold of you? If they're interested in your mm-hmm. school district or working with you, um, is there any social media or anything you want to plug? Yeah, so I, I, like I said, I'm not as active. I kind of under the radar a little bit, but I, uh, I do have a Twitter account uh, as well. Uh, I do actually, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I don't know my handle on LinkedIn, but That's you, okay. can, you, can, you can look me up. It's easy Brian to find. Talton. That's right. I'm it's on LinkedIn. Uh, and then also on Twitter as well. Um, but no, also check out our website uh, at cocisd.org. So yeah, yeah, check out the website. Check out our school district website. Yeah. Fantastic. And I, I would tell anybody out there, if you want to work with a fantastic leader, if you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself, if you want growth, if you want to help kids, yeah. you need to get in contact with them. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. It was yes, great to see you likewise, again. Likewise, likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Produced by Podcast Architects.